Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdam, our co-host. Daniel, good to see good you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? Good. 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 Let's talk about viruses and vaccines, efficacy, and, and big government yeah. versus little government, and find out who's winning. Yeah. So, I wish it was us. Of course, philosophically, we're winning, and we will win. Uh, it's just we don't know when. Yeah. <laughs> so we win a battle here and there. And uh, I think there's a couple tidbits that we have today that show that uh, uh, the other side is floundering, that they're not doing so well. I want to start off with uh, vac vaccine efficacy. Uh, and uh, it's the CDC is actually ad admitting this, that, uh, that uh, it's, it's not as, uh, not as efficacy, efficacy as, as, as was thought to be. The U.S. Center of Docs uh, Disease and Control says that uh, right, right now the efficacy has dipped to 66 percent, hmm. which, well, two-thirds, not too bad, 66 percent. But it's lousy if you are exposing, you know, 34 percent of the people to something that a lot of people are getting skeptical about. Yeah. And I would say there's a few things that we're going to talk today about today and, and even this that uh, they might be getting a little bit concerned, too, because what we're doing is citing the center uh, for these figures because they at least pretended it, it was... Uh, uh, the efficacy had been up to 91%, so going down to uh, 66%. But uh, they, uh, they, they said probably the variant is more difficult. Yeah, maybe it is more, more difficult. And maybe, maybe there's a shortcoming in the logic of saying, well, you know, the virus is changing and shifting, that we'll just keep giving more of, of the old vaccine. And, and then they're shocked that it doesn't work. But I don't think that's a, a uh, sound medical principle that they've followed over the years, that uh, as soon as a, a, a vaccine becomes less uh, effective, that they uh, immediately just uh, add on yeah. the same, the same, same drug. Stuff, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe the virus is changing, and maybe they have to change their treatment. And we have some evidence here that they might be giving a second thought to some of their uh, pronouncements. Here, here certainly is, is a, an admission that there's something going on here. And you can imagine the people who are in limbo out there. They're worried. They want to do what's right. They know it can be serious. And yet they have a lot of reservations. All of a sudden they start reading this. Even when the Center for Disease Control said, you know, it doesn't work as well as we thought. Yeah. Uh, what do we do now? And, uh, and, and uh, they do make a suggestion, which uh, we sort of agree with. Yeah, it's, you, you imagine being the people who rushed out and did what they were told, and they got their two jabs, and they, you know, they saluted the flag, and then it turns out, well, it's not that great. Sorry about that. Not even sorry about that. But this continues with what we've been talking about, and really a, a shout-out and thank you to Zero Hedge, who picked up this theme from our show uh, this week, earlier this week, yesterday, but, which is that the mainstream media is recognizing some of these things, that we've been talking about, and actually, if we can put up that first clip, this today's uh, main theme is from the is from Bloomberg. Uh, vaccine efficacy diminished as Delta arose. CDC report shows. Uh, remember, Walensky said just a couple of months ago, you're not going to get sick if you get the vax. And then she said, we've showed this yesterday, and then she said, well, it doesn't <laughs> work that great. You're probably going to get sick if you get it. But the question, the question is two, twofold, really. First of all, they say, okay, well, it's not our fault. Don't blame us. It's because of the Delta variant. Okay, but 
and I'm not a scientist, I know you are, Dr. Paul, but I, I believe there are variants. They've happened in the past. It's not an unusual thing. Maybe it's not because of the Delta variant. Maybe it's because that's the reason why they've never been able to have a coronavirus vaccine in the past anyway, which, of course, a vaccine to cure the common cold would have been something they wanted. But again, as you say, and this is the biggest question that I don't see why people are asking, if two doses of a particular drug does not have an effectiveness on a particular medical problem, why is giving more of that same thing going to do anything differently? You know, one thing that uh, the individuals involved in this, in, in public health policy, uh, they had to be in denial. They were never allowed to say, well, you know, this is a tough virus. It can be bad. You know, it's sort of like you can get a pretty bad cold. And if you're not careful, a cold can lead to pneumonia. Yeah. And people who aren't in good health can get very, very sick if they have a real bad cold. But they don't, they don't want to uh, compare that uh, it's a uh, it's almost bla like blas blasphemy yeah. that you can't do it and they're they're in denial but just think if people were searching for an answer they ought to check and find out if uh, this is over the top because a lot of people uh, agree with this uh, principle and that is uh, the uh, COVID-19 is in the in the category of a cold virus and that would that would explain so much of this about the different viruses and one works for a while and doesn't seem like maybe the virus is changing and uh, uh, that, why are they changing their tactics? Uh, just think of if, uh, if medications were permitted, you know, in a, in a generous manner, as, as well as, uh, as understanding this from, from a cold virus, understanding as a cold virus, and then they'll come up with these, they'll come up with the statistics, a lot of people died. And I suggested to you, wouldn't it be neat if all these people are reporting these statistics, if there is an event that they warned about, and, uh, and so many people would die if they had this rally and go to a football game, but they never report when nothing bad happened. And uh, I was thinking that when they say that there's some bad thing happened, they, they describe an event, and there were 400 people there, then they list how many people uh, became positive over it, not who became sick and died, but just get, getting positive over it. Why, why shouldn't uh, a good journalist say, you know, uh, out of those 100 people at that meeting, 99 people uh, didn't get this sick yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not put the number down of the people who survived yeah. uh, this uh, this great danger. Yeah. Well, you used a word that is so important. I think just now, blasphemy. It's considered blasphemy to suggest that there are treatments, and that is a great word. I think because it has become a religion, yeah. uh, not even just a political ideology, but a religion. And it's a religion that I think was founded in hysterical anti-Trumpism, uh, and because the whole thing is tied up in blue versus red, blue states versus red states, and it all is tied up into Trump. But imagine what would have happened if early on, uh, now that we know that the vaccine is not doing that great, if early on the CDC, instead of being a one-trick pony, get the vax or not, or, or, or you know, that's it, if they had put out a list of recommendations, yes, this is a bad virus, it could, it could really hurt a lot of people in certain categories, here's a list of 10 things you need to do. You know, A, lose weight, America is very fat, uh, get some exercise, get some sunlight. Um, here's a couple of vitamins you can take. No guarantees, but this might help you. Uh, make sure you might want to try some of these drugs that seem to have worked. Uh, and if you are in the category of having comorbidities, 
you should think about isolating yourself and staying away from people. Imagine if they had just put a simple packet together instead of what they've done, which is wall-to-wall -wall propaganda. Let me just follow up on this blasphemy uh, charge or possibility because, uh, you know, in the old days and even in current days, there are places in this world still, if you don't follow the religious uh, doctrine, uh, you can be in big trouble. You can lose your life on it. You or can be in head. prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, just think of, and sometimes we're on the wrong side of those debates. We go in there and stir up trouble yeah. like that. But but anyway, uh, they, but today the penalties... Uh, so far in this country, even though some people have died from the lockdown, uh, but the penalties are wholesale now if people won't go along with the uh, pass passport. Yeah. You know, the passport now has to be dwelled on, and they they probably the people who are promoting that probably aren't uh, as keyed in on just who's going to get better and who doesn't get better, but they are keyed in on will the passport be the accepted form of controlling the people. And that, that is what they are. And that's where the re rebellion is coming. Yeah. People, are, people are tired of that. And, uh, and uh, that's why resistance is, is uh, you know, a proper function in, a, in a, an authoritarian society that's running Russia over the people. Yeah. Well, here's, here's something that would have been considered blasphemy really just days ago. And let's put up this next clip because we noticed this in the New York Post. Uh, Fauci. Early use of monoclonal antibodies can cut risk of hospitalization and death up to 85%. This is just yesterday where we have been told all along there's nothing you can do if you got it except go to the hospital and get a vent. Now he's saying 85%, that sounds almost like a, it's actually better than the vaccine, right? <laughs> right? It's a miracle, 85%. And it's bizarre that now he's saying that because as we know, Governor DeSantis of Florida, who is hated by this administration, he said it a few days ago and was viciously attacked by the AP for pushing nonsense and pushing garbage. And now here we see that Fauci is saying it. I wonder, wonder, wonder whether they'll make a plaque for the president for being brave enough to go ahead and do it. And I, I think he early on admitted it. I don't think he tried to hide it, but uh, that we, we knew that he had taken that. And even back then, it was not as well understood as it is now. But here, here's a quote from Fauci. Bottom line is, uh, this is a very effective intervention for COVID-19. It is underutilized, and we recommend strongly that we utilize this to its fullest. He's, you know, he he's talking about early treatment uh, you, it, yeah. with the uh, uh, with the uh, antibodies. Yeah. But uh, th that is great news, and I I think it's I, I was comparing it to. Um, you know, the hope that you uh, experiment with a new type of vaccine uh, that hadn't been really used before and compare that to uh, something now that's been developed in the laboratory that you don't have to develop it in human bodies and see, yeah. oh, I wonder how the body is, is uh, going to respond to this uh, a new idea on vaccines. Yeah. So uh, the uh, and, and so far, uh, there I've had friends and family members that have used the uh, 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 the, the antibody treatment and been very, very happy with huh. that. Well, what's interesting is, you, as you suggested earlier, Trump was attacked for all of the things he took when he caught COVID, and all, including the, uh, the the antibodies. He was attacked viciously, and now Fauci's saying, "Hey, we should have been using this. Why aren't you guys using this?" As if he just sort of woken up and had this idea. 
Imagine how many potentially thousands of lives could have been saved if at the beginning they said, we need to look into this. This might be a way to treat people early on so they won't get so sick. And you do have to wonder, maybe it's just conspiracy-minded people like myself, but you have to wonder if it was held back this whole time because they had one thing in mind, push the vaccine, push those billions of profits into big pharma. Yeah, and that's why this is so strange. My theory, which is worth what you're going to pay for it, you know, <laughs> it's just a theory that they're in trouble with their uh, scenario and they may be preparing it because the truth may get out and it is sneaking out here and now and he, and and they're, they want to be on the right side of this issue. They'll say, oh yeah, we knew that and that's why we advised this, you know, that sort of thing because maybe it's going to become very, very apparent that there's more questions with these vaccines. We just quoted the uh, problem and that they're admitting to. Yeah. So we're quoting from first their admission and then their suggestion, which is a suggestion that's been around for a long time, especially in in, in the quarters that we deal with. And uh, Dr. McCullough, a physician that I have a lot of respect for, uh, has, has been talking about this. That's his major thing. And it's, it's interesting that what he said is if he if people followed what he was saying, uh, eighty-five percent of the people wouldn't have to go to the hospital. Where are they now? Eighty-five percent, you yeah. know, if, if they follow these rules. And uh, and, and McCullough was um, uh, not. I, I believe he literally was uh, was was fired yeah. for this. The details I don't know, but here here he stuck to it and. Uh, and, and yet he he was never never into it in politics. Uh, uh, he he got into politics only because somebody heard him a medical lecture and say, "Hey, we have to we have to spread this around." And uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> the first time anything got on the internet, he got canceled. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's that's the attitude there. And now he it's being confirmed that he was and is on the wrong on, on the right track so th this is uh and i think people should i mean i uh if, if I, that's what i tell family members and friends they ought to look into this yeah. but uh fauci does admit he's speaking correctly that it's best to deal with that early you know but you know why that frustrates me a bit is um the, the reliability of the test. I saw the other day one example that somebody was double checking, they were questioning it, and uh, somebody, they found eight people that got, got a, 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 a test, they were all positive, and somebody else checked them, and they, none of them were positive. Yeah. So that's still a, a problem. But I think there's enough known about symptoms, and there are tests, I believe, uh, some people I know get three different ones and see if they all come out, out the same. But uh, no, you, you can find out and diagnose the point is, you don't wait until they have to go to the hospital. And that was one of the mistakes uh, made early on. Uh, the doctors uh, were being denied access to, uh, to some of these medication, hydroxychloroquine. Look at the fuss and the harm they did with the president by yeah. ridiculing him. Uh, but so I think... I think it's in better shape now, and now the virus is, uh, even the variant is dying off, you know, and, and things are getting better. And with this emphasis and willingness to look at early treatment, I think things are going to get better, and hopefully so. That's going to terrify Pfizer, right? <laughs> but it says a lot about this grim Soviet-style censorship that Professor Dr. McCullough 
was banned from all social media for saying something now Fauci said yesterday. You know, yeah. it's really, really scary when we can't talk about these things. We can't even talk about it. But I think Americans are waking up and I think they're starting to think, hang on a second. The CDC just told me this vaccine is not all it was cracked up to be. Yet they're also telling me that I could lose my job if I don't get it. It does. I mean, people are wondering this doesn't make sense. But uh, on the on the point that you just made, actually, about the, the Delta variant dying off, let's look at the next uh, clip that we have. This is from Zero Hedge, which we turn to a lot, and they talk about uh, an analyst at Morgan Stanley predicting that the wave would peak in one to two weeks, and that was 10 days ago. And it looks like that is indeed what's happened. And certainly if we go to the next clip, uh, certainly in Texas that is the case. We're seeing the steep decline after a steep incline where also I don't have a clip but the deaths are far less than last year as one might expect when you have a variant that as a lot of people said at the beginning Dr. Paul as you know a lot more easy to catch it but it's not as deadly thank thankfully uh, so it is dying and you have to wonder so what was all the fuss about uh, it's dying off now why was it used as such an excuse for such totalitarian measures against Americans. Well, if our sense of optimism is uh, justified, uh, these two reports uh, may uh, really sh uh, participate in a change of attitude, a more positive attitude, and give people more hope that this thing is going to end. But we haven't seen any signs of lightening up on the passport. Yeah. It, it seems like that's that's a different different problem. They're dealing with this. Maybe they they have to deal with the medical facts, and I think that's what's coming out. But uh, what we need to do is encourage people to keep resisting and understanding why there's no medical benefit, and there certainly is a vicious attack on civil liberties by these uh, uh, passport uh, uh, vac vaccine passport. That to me is a great danger. And as we keep saying, you know, this is not us inventing it. Walensky herself, the head of the CDC, says the vaccine can no longer stop transmission of the virus. So how can you require a vaccine passport for the express purpose of halting transmission of the virus if the top dog says that it doesn't halt transmission of the virus? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and let's go to the next clip here. This is Jordan Stachto, and we publish a lot of his stuff. He's, he's very, very good. Uh, analyst of this and this is a, a bit of a thread and you can pause and read it if you want I'll just read the first part but he says D data out of Israel and you know, we always talk about Israel Dr. Paul because it's it's such an important lab unfortunately for the Israelis but data out of Israel makes it clear that uh, shots one and two of mRNA is equivalent to taking an old flu shot for a new flu season therefore COVID tyrants can't even pretend this is about health it's a signal of compliance at this point a way for the government to justify multi-billion dollar orders. And Michael Krieger, and there's a couple of other comments I won't read, but Krieger says at the bottom from Liberty Blitz, meanwhile, isn't the booster the exact same shot? They aren't even trying to make <laughs> sense anymore. It, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, boy. Uh, there were some other things that I wanted to point out on, on this subject, and this has to do with the cooperation of uh, big, big business uh, and big government, yeah. the collusion, which I fear. Uh, you would think somebody who believes in uh, 
honest free markets that you would be overly sympathetic to anybody who's successful. But unfortunately, the, the great successes in this country financially are usually obtained when you're in bed with the government, you know, either contracts or financially, Federal Reserve or, or whatever. But here, uh, the government does send uh, directives. They they're not they they don't uh, cancel people directly, and they don't censor people directly. But they might talk the companies and social media to do the censoring. But this this headline again, uh, some uh, some word from a zero hedge, Delta to impose two hundred dollar monthly fine on unvaccinated employees. Wow, penalties them. You know, uh, don't. Don't look at it for common sense. But the one uh, the one thing that caught me here is Delta Airlines will find employees who refuse to take the COVID vaccine, two hundred dollars a month, and then there's it'll get worse if you don't behave yourself. But I wanted to quote something that comes from a Bloomberg article. He says that the new policy was outlined in a company memo, the company of the airline company. From Chief Executive Officer Ed Bastian, who said 75% of the carrier's workers already are vaccinated. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, free market, there might have been half. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But they could have had it done. This idea that they think they're get, being prohibited from their freedoms, they're just allowed to make up their own mind. Yeah. And they, what, they, what the opposition wants is they don't want to even give us that much of a choice of us making our own decision about our health. And uh, he, and then in uh, in bold letters, this uh, little quote says, "Increasing cases of coronavirus linked uh, to a very aggressive variant are driving the push for all employees to get the shots." See that behind all this, there's still. I mean, this is this is old history, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just the stuff that we talked about here today should make them have second thoughts. Yeah. And the only way you can explain that is this artificial and beneficial relationship between big corporations and the government, yeah. the power of the government, and they both benefit. The government gets bigger; they get their uh, directions handed out. They don't get blamed for the bad stuff. The big companies become the bad guys, and for it, but they also have the benefit of making a lot of money. Yeah. Pfizer's not complaining about working yeah. with the government. Yeah, I, no, I think no. I think they're doing okay. Well, you know, uh, people have been so smug about getting their double vaxes and looking down on people that have decided not to. Well, the news for them is that the double vaxed is the new unvaxed. And in fact, look at this next quote because Israel has been rolling out the third shot, the third booster. Uh, now for a while, and this is the Israeli prime minister attacking people who got two. He said, quote, people who receive two vaccine shots walk around feeling like they are protected. They don't understand the second vaccine has faded against the Delta. They must quickly get vaccinated with the third dose. So people that play by the rules and got that second vaccine said, who do you think you're doing? You better go back and get another one. And it's not going to end at that either. Well, hopefully this will wake up a few people. They should. And uh, we sense that. But we're so, I guess, uh, we're not so pleased. We're so surprised that we have Fauci saying something. Uh, But you know what? Always had to put what if. What if tomorrow he changes his mind? mind. He'll have to modify this. So uh, that happens frequently. But for now, for now, people should latch on to this information. Yeah. 
Well, I wanted to do one more on this because it's related to Israel, and it's just a chart, Dr. Paul. If we can put that next one up. I honestly would love to have someone who's in favor of mask mandates, in favor of forced vaccines and passports, explain this chart. And this is from Ian again, and we always look at his charts. They're well-sourced. Daily new cases per one million, Israel versus Sweden. Cases in Israel are 976% higher than Sweden, despite their reinstated mask mandate and vaccine passport system. But sure, experts keep telling us that masks and vaccine passports are key to getting COVID under control. And you can see Israel is shooting up through the roof where Sweden is down there at almost zero, virtually zero uh, new cases and certainly no new deaths. Uh, unlike Israel. You know, and a quick follow-up on that is if, if and, and we do have listeners, uh, both people who are challenging us, both, and libertarians who have concern about the environment. Yeah. And everybody should be in, <laughs> concerned about the environment. But if you're seriously concerned, we people ought to look up and find out the relationship of the environment with masks yeah. and the waste of masks. Of course, we mentioned the medical connection because there's a lot of negatives of what it does, and especially with children and more suicides and all this. But there's also just the disposal oh, uh, yeah. of these filthy, filthy masks. And, and people aren't going to wash them and clean them. Hey, can you imagine those kids? So, you know, uh, it's terrible. Yeah. So um, here's another one of these uh, little if type things. Yeah, United Kingdom, uh, McDonald's runs out of milkshakes amid supply chain chaos. Huh. Who, who would mess up a milkshake? <laughs> did it? And you know, I say they do everything on purpose, but how evil could you be? Yeah, <laughs> if you're, really? if you're on purpose making sure nobody can have their milkshake. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is terrible. And it's supply lines. But the point here is the lockdown. You know, the, the economy is, is and has been very shaky. The, the uh, economy was in the midst of starting into a big correction when the COVID came. So there's a lot of things wrong in the economy that you blame on the correction of the uh, malinvestment from, from the Fed. But some, the, the shortages, I don't think that is the case. I think the shortages is a combination and very much so on this distortion of the employments. Yeah. You know, that, uh, that people don't go to work and uh, then they get, their, they get their bailouts and their checks and, uh, and people go along and they won't go to work. It's pay, they get paid more to stay at home. Yeah. So uh, this, this means that uh, they don't have a shortage of milkshakes. They have a shortage of people working. The yeah. one that impressed me the other day was 30 or 40 school buses lined up, you know, and uh, they said, no, it's too dangerous, you know. Huh. Nobody wants to work. Yeah. Maybe if they doubled, well, though, hey, you have to really increase their salary to compete with the government handouts. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're, you're competing. You know, in a free market, that's how labor shifts around. People who are good workers, they get uh, their their price, uh, their labor values bid up and they shift gear. In this case, that's happened, but it's so artificial. Yeah. It's, the 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 competition is with the government who gives them more money to do nothing <laughs> at the same time nobody can compete with them and you end up with shortage what else would you expect yeah and it's, and it's actually getting worse you know and and you, every day i think you're going to read more about something some bottleneck someplace truck drivers and bus yeah. drivers shipping and the whole works yeah well 
We wanted to do just a quick update on the story we've been watching, which is Afghanistan. And everyone's talking about it. It's become overly political, but we still have some questions. Let's put up this next link. This is from the Secretary of Defense. He's saying, hey, things, you know, we are working hard out there, and, and I'm sure they are. They've taken 87,900 people evacuated from Afghanistan since the end of July. That seems like an incredible amount. I didn't realize there were that many Americans over there working. Well, let's look at that next clip. Out of that almost 90,000 they took out, this is uh, Lucas Tomlinson from Fox News, only 4,400 of them were Americans. That's what the Pentagon said. So they took out almost 90,000 people. They're saying, we can't get it done in time. We can't get it done in time. And the State Department, and you had, you're going to talk about this in, in a second, um, they don't know what to do. But here we find out that 90,000, only 4,000 of them were Americans. You know, it, you know th this is one little tidbit. Uh, it's not a tidbit either. One little episode that the American people are going to be very, very upset about. And they're starting to realize this, the priorities that they have. And of course, uh, you know, it was overall, for me, it's the foreign policy. Why in the world do we get ourselves in those holes? And they do not go to the point of, of trying to disengage from this and, and work some de deals out in how you disengage. No, that's not it. Because both sides are aggressive interventionists. And in, in this case, the Republicans are worse than the, the Democrats in many ways of keeping the troops there. Of course, the, Dem the Republicans right now can criticize the Democrats for not being very efficient in, in, yeah. in solving these problems. And, and once again, uh, overall, the last 20 years, uh, the only way you could blame Biden for that is being pretty lackadaisical about it and supportive of it when he was a senator. Yeah. He, yeah. Didn't, he didn't have much to say, say about that. But, you know, on these these numbers, they, they are astounding. Uh, uh, the Americans uh, aren't being taken care of. And, and it raises one important question for me is that when people leave, um, uh, leave their country and go work someplace else, which they should have a right to do, does the army follow them? Yeah. You know, if your businessman takes his business and goes place elsewhere, even if it's for lower taxes, uh, does he get protection? Basically, he does. Uh, the Overseas Private Investment Corporation is government insurance that if there's a political event or a military event, that he gets bailed out. Yeah. So, so the principle that we've been following, which is a lousy principle, is that no matter where you go in the world, you're an American citizen and we are never going to desert you. Well, I think diplomatically uh, there's some truth to that. But this whole thing that uh, people go, uh, who knows why every, Why all the Americans are there? They're contractors. They're people starting businesses. Yeah. Maybe some people in business with uh, some Afghans yeah. and they've decided they have to leave. Is it our obligation uh, to pay for, you know, I keep thinking of all these immigrants coming in and now the Afghans coming in. You know, our hotel gets closed where we're having a conference up yeah. in Virginia and because they want to use it uh, for, for, uh, uh, for communications, you know, with the Afghans. Yeah. thing so they're up there they t they take over the hotel we have to leave and uh and it, they were, they were going to probably fill the hotel pay for the rent we've already started paying for the rent of illegals coming in yeah. here yeah. They, we put them up in hotels and everything else so uh, yes it punish the american people and uh and, and give whatever they think they they need it 
I, I, I've uh, labeled this uh, when it's hard to understand. Why do they do this? Why do they bring these people in? Why, why, why? Well, it's, um, it's the Soros agenda. Yeah. I think, you know, for a while, if you read what Soros said uh, uh, about his plans, you say, well, that's no B. He, he's for an open society. That yeah. sounds libertarian. Sounds good, yeah. Open society. Some libertarians really believe in you know, crashing borders and all this. So the open society is something that you should look at. But uh, I don't think he's interested in the open society that libertarians might suggest that we could yeah. have. So, uh, but I think the uh, Soros agenda is uh, is uh, one world government and uh, chaos would lead us to that. And once we get this uh, passport in place, we're gonna be able to manage people. Who knows, uh, there might be someday somebody will come along and want to manage the size of the population. Yeah, could you yeah. believe that could happen? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, I've got a couple of quick clips toward the end. If we can skip forward to the one uh, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this one with a football stadium in there. I don't know if, sorry about that, but I'm going to have to skip a few of these slides again. Uh, no COVID-19 mandates. If we can skip ahead to that one, to that clip. Yeah, there we go. It's a good news story, Dr. Paul. Uh, Georgia, University of Georgia, Stanford Stadium, they said no way. No COVID-19 mandates for the football games. No masks, no vaccines. No, nothing. And this is in contrast to LSU, which is you want to come watch the game, you better show us your vaccine passport. That's terrible news. And the next one really quick, too, something out of the UK, the most hysterical country after Australia. Even they remove mass requirements for children at schools and we can't do it here. Disgusting. Final clip, um, if we can put that up. And I just want to let people know we talked about it a little bit yesterday. This is our conference, The War on Us. As I mentioned yesterday, we've had to change the hotel. That is now reflected on the Eventbrite page. I will put a link in the description of this show, and also I'll return the link to the top of ronpaulinstitute.org website because the good news, Dr. Paul, so many people were turned away when we sold out. We've been able to open up a couple of blocks of tickets. There are now tickets available to purchase, to come to this event, new hotel, Hilton, Washington Airport, uh, just down the road from the original one. If you want to see it, get your tickets while you can. Uh, we'll probably sell them all out again. Yeah, you know, if if we ever got paranoid, we'd say it was all a conspiracy and they messed up our conference. <laughs> I, I've not made that statement. Yeah, some people but, have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I uh, I think that. Uh, the, the, the it's going to backfire if they did do that it's going to backfire because right now it looks like we're going to be more energized than ever yeah. and we're going to have a larger crowd and we're, we're going to have uh you know a, a conference it might be our biggest conference ever yeah you know and we've actually numbers aren't our only goal we're looking for quality yes. and uh we figure well we estimate we'll have a small thing and have a hundred we didn't realize how many quality people we have and that's what we'll get and that's why i was excited about the fact that we can turn this around uh, be able to get a few more people to come and uh, but i just think the atmosphere that it's energized me you yeah. know about what's happened and we didn't get closed out but we have to say the hotel that we were planning to go to uh, in spite they were really in the middle of this mess you know they were leasing their hotel from the government and i and they wanted our business i believe that we We've been there several years, you and they've treated year, yeah. they've treated us well, and uh, and then we got 
a little bit nervous about it, you know, about the pause and all that. But the way, the way they closed out, they did it the way they should have. They returned our deposits and all this. But they, what I think they, they got the worst deal, except for one thing. You know, the worst thing is, is, is that uh, if the, the government's the one that broke the contract, and, uh, but that probably won't matter. They might pay, they might be able to charge more for the rooms than we were willing to pay. <laughs> yeah. But we won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm all done, Dr. Paul, if you want to close Very good. Out. I want to thank our, our viewers for tuning in today. And I think we have some exciting news here because people are coming our way. This thing on United Kingdoms saying they're, that they're going to be more sensible about it. I, I think this is great. And, and they want to make more sense on, uh, about the uh, antibody usage. Uh, uh, the, the, the whole, the whole th movement seems to be the accepted when you have Fauci saying, Oh, yeah, this antibody stuff, just do it early, and it's wonderful. I mean, something, something that is, I think, truth-breaking out. But we cannot let our guard down because if nothing else, I haven't heard any backing away uh, with uh, vaccine passports. And so they may maybe have to back away from the mask because it's it's uh, so ridiculous. It's never been proven to prevent illness. And and that to me is tragic because there's a lot of people who uh, have a good reputation about uh, knowledge and medicine and all that just think you have to do it. But it's more or less they do that on defense and the pressure is put on them. So anyway, I think things are moving in the right directions. We're better off today than we were one year ago. More people are informed and more groups are growing if you key can shift their gear on face masks anything can happen favorably i do want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the liberty report please come back soon